Hello heroes and heroines, sidekicks and supervillains, and welcome back to yet another amazing episode of Panel Pictures, a podcast about comics and comic book film. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the closest thing to Larflees that we'll get in this universe, Cody McKinney. Cody, how you doing, bud? It's been a bit since we recorded an episode. We got busy there for a bit. Yeah, we've been we've been working on some projects. Some other stuff, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you were doing all right. You saw the Joker recently. Oh, I did. Yeah. And, uh, you seem to enjoy the, the wild ride that that movie film, that that movie, Jesus Christ, that movie film, that that film was. (laughs) I, I did. I, I enjoyed myself and I was also made tremendously uncomfortable by the film. Under better circumstances, we'd be talking about it because it's a better movie than the one we're about to talk about. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. For for me, it was a better movie. Right. right. Like for for a a generally like for a general audience. Yeah, for a general person who isn't into the Joker. Yeah, probably not. Like they'd probably like this movie a lot better because this movie is happy. But like (laughs) Joker ain't happy. No, nobody's happy by the end of that movie. Well, he's happy by the end of the movie. Okay, well, like, yeah, there's that at least. He's happy because nobody else is happy. God. That's beside the point. Oh, uh, so so you enjoyed it though, right? Yeah, I mean, I I liked it. I um, if I'm being honest, I don't necessarily think that you need to see this movie in a theater, mm. like just because it's not a, it's not an audience like movie. It's not a, yeah, like, it's like not you're, a crowd movie. You're not going to get any energy from the audience other like if you like to see other people be uncomfortable yeah go for it <laughs> if that's like, your thing yeah if you do, if you want to see some people like like if you want to actually see humans squirm in movie seats then yeah go see this movie with okay. other people but right. like yeah if you just want to see it to see like a car crash of a film like unfold in front of you you can probably watch this at home if you have a reasonably sized television right it's got a lot of really good visuals in it mm-hmm. but like they're not like infinity war level visuals right like you want to like you want to like see ten thousand like chitari on like a screen or something like that <laughs> right, you right, know right, like right. you're the most the biggest like crowd of people you see in this movie is like a protest crowd mm. and you know like that's not that impressive looking right like probably the most visually stunning scene in the entire movie that doesn't involve blood is the the scene you've seen in the trailer of him like dancing on the staircase okay like because they like they 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 shoot it really well like yeah. the whole time i'm sitting there like how's he not falling down these stairs these stairs are like as tall as a building and they're wet <laughs> i don't know if i could walk down these stairs yeah and he's dancing god and- that that reminds me of like um in san francisco there's like this the world's like curviest road or yeah, something like that. the one you always see on tv yeah 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 i i drove down that uh i didn't drive thank god but i rode down that in a car <laughs> and, and you were just like what is happening yeah yeah golly and you know the worst part is people live on that thing yeah and i'm like how do y'all live on this with like tourists? Why would you live on this? Right, like with tourists coming in here all the time and like these terrible curves. Like, why would you live here? I don't know. Anyway, as of recording this, New York Comic Con's going on right now. Yeah, and uh, they got a lot of cool stuff coming out for that. They've announced like some newer titles for comics and things like that. They're doing a a new twenty ninety nine series for Marvel. Um, like we got the Birds of Prey trailer, which I yeah. think happened like the day before Comic Con. Right. But yeah. Like, I haven't seen it yet. Actually, you're not gonna like it. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. It's kind of what I figured. It seems like, like a very Harley centric film, and I just don't. I everything you hated about Suicide Squad is in that trailer. So really, really, they're doing that again. Yeah, they're, they're doing this again. They're yeah. just gonna hot topic a movie. Oh yeah, oh, boy, okay. hardcore. Great, like great, 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 great. Wonderful, wonderful. Like that. Like literally, the the opening of the trailer is yeah. her like. A Harlequin is a servant, but a Harlequin without a master is worthless and nobody gives a fuck or something to that. Yeah. Effect. Like that's literally like her opening monologue and you're just like, oh boy, we're doing this again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like in that voice. Yeah. Like it's just a bad, it's a bad Harlequin impression to a certain degree. Like, mm, you know, mm. I don't remember who did the f- original Harley Quinn in the animated series. I don't remember the oh, actress's name. I don't remember her name either. But ever since she stopped doing it, Tara Strong's been Tara doing Strong, it. Yeah. And like it's literally and just Tara Strong's a really good yeah, Harley I mean, Quinn. You really yeah. couldn't even tell the difference unless you knew, if you yeah. want my opinion. But um it's literally her trying to do that voice. Her like, trying to do Tara Strong essentially. Yeah, like that's okay. how I feel like and that's how I felt in Suicide Squad too. Like yeah. she's just 
Like she tries to get the like she tries to get the cadence down, and it's not quite right. I don't think she like, even tried really that hard in Suicide Squad. She didn't really have that much of an accent, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's way thicker in this. Is it really? Yeah, like Cause like the first because in Suicide Squad she had like no accent whatsoever. Like it was. It would it would go from like no accent to trying to do the Harley voice yeah, to, to back to, to no pudding. accent. Yeah, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, just pick one and go with it. Either don't do the accent or do the accent. Yeah, but, but like, like she she seems way more in character. Yeah, in this trailer though, like one thing I'm disappointed by, like we see uh, Ian McGregor as black mask but not black mask. Oh, okay. We never see the mask, okay. which is the one thing that makes that is him the his black gimmick. mask. Yeah, you know, yeah. like. I never understood that with any kind of comic book film or trailer. Or why hide like it? Like we know it's why, coming. Why hide the gimmick or why not give? I understand maybe for fan service, maybe waiting until the the movie is out rather than put it in the trailer. Yeah. I understand that, but even just not hinting at it, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so so that's out. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, they announced Miss Marvel for that Avengers video game. Yeah, and that like the footage looks neat. Yeah, so the game is actually looking much better, yeah. and uh, I'm pretty pumped for it. I'm really excited that they put Miss Marvel in a game. I think that's a really neat character choice. Well, yeah, and I the, mean they're making they're making a show. Yeah, on Disney Plus. That's why I thought that's going like, to be it's a show. That's going to be 2022 or 2021. Yeah, so, you know, cross yeah. promotion. Oh, but I mean, like it's it's a good it's a good use of the character. She in the comics is a big fangirl of all the heroes, right? Yeah. And she jokingly writes fan fiction and she, you know, talks about stuff like that. And in this game, she is the like chosen uh, fan for the celebration that the game takes place in during. Right. And then, uh, you know, stuff happens and, and the, the Avengers split up and then she's like the glue that brings them all back together. Yeah. Um, she figures she, she thinks that they've been framed during their celebration. Cause like something happens during that celebration and everyone blames the Avengers for it and they all hate superheroes. I, yeah. I don't want to derail you, but no, 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 isn't that the dumbest trope ever? I don't think it's the dumbest trope ever. Uh, I, I think that I, it's, it's literally like almost the trope that Watchmen is built on where it's just Fair. like, like we love them. Wait, somebody did something bad. We hate all of them now. But like, like but I mean, think about it. that's what the Incredibles did. The Incredibles, I know, <laughs> but but the Incredibles did it really well, you know. And I think I think this could be a fun version of that as well. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I I like tropes, but like that's just a trope that always bugs me. Like it's, it? it's the same like it's the same trope in like romantic comedies where like at at one point like in the movie. Mm-hmm. The girl finds out that the guy did something like Terrible. bad, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden she don't want to have anything to do with him. That's fair. You I know, like, think of it this way though: like we're we're really deep and heavy into superhero stuff nowadays, right? Yeah, you know, in our in our pop culture. Imagine if something terrible happened and all of a sudden you just saw less and less superhero stuff. Like all of a sudden all the stuff in Walmart's gone. There's no more Avengers bed sheets, right? Yeah, like it, it um, just disappears. Yeah, you don't see Captain Marvel banana stickers on your Chiquita bananas and stuff like that, you know? I mean, like think about it. Like what if that just happened, right? Yeah. I mean, that that would be an interesting thing to like it would be interesting to view like what caused everyone to just all of a sudden not like superheroes, right? And so I think that it's an interesting trope when it's well done did they have they used that like too much in stories yeah probably i mean lord knows x-men that's like the core thing is Crap, like they're, they're literally getting ready to do it with the next spider-man movie <laughs> yeah probably i don't know we'll see i i i'm excited though i mean i'm yeah that's oh uh, yeah we since we have uh we haven't talked about that yeah. actually in he's back last yeah our boy our boy never left <laughs> he's back oh man his parents fought and then they decided they weren't going to get a divorce yeah thank god what was interesting i didn't know tom holland apparently played a major role in that yeah he, like, uh, he basically just like look he was like look man the fans are not happy about this you know? they're mad you like money yeah they like money i like money i think i think marvel <laughs> made a pretty good deal though you know funding 25 percent of the movie in exchange for 25 percent of the profit I yeah mean, that's that's a, a return right there yeah i mean they wanted they wanted 50 so they were just like look we'll just take 25 please yeah, like yeah. Just don't make us reevaluate our entire universe i mean that and the fact that sony is trying to make their own spider-verse and now there's rumors that they're going to hint at each other's universes the mc yeah. will hint at sony's and sony's will hint at mcu's i think that's really neat um, I, I think that's a good way to use the character that both companies can amicably, you know, just get their money and, yeah. and, 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 you know, make their, make their media. See, I, th- I, th- I think the smart thing to do is for them to, to keep this up and like, just like make, make your Venom trilogy, make all your money 
And then, well, after you've done that... No, don't do that. Don't do make your... Just make two Venoms. Let, let's see Woody Harrelson is, is Carnage, and then just leave it be. <laughs> leave it be after that. But, um, oh, fair. Okay, do two, and then, like, get, like co-op Venom into Spider-Man. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, if Sony really is just like, all right, look, you get one more, and then yeah. we're taking him back. Yeah. And then, like, make Tom Holland new Iron Man and be done with it. Like, keep keep that boy yeah. in that universe <laughs> make him the night monkey <laughs> yeah like make like get, make, make crap make up an entirely new hero i mean yeah to give him that's true that's like, true that's gonna be an insane year though i think 2021 is gonna have four marvel movies you know yeah, in well, one year it'll be the it'll it's the, the ramp back up yeah i guess so because like the next two years is pretty much just tv like it's yeah no you're right because next fall we're getting the cap and bucky <sighs> and i think that's about it um, yeah, I don't think we have a single Marvel movie next year, do we? No, we have Black Widow in the May. In May. Oh yeah, yeah, but like we do, but like it, I'm, I don't know what that movie's going to be. Like it's it, it's it's her origin. Um, it's her meeting Hawkeye. And, yeah, and, like well, and I I get that, but like what I mean is like yeah, how all right, like the way that uh, Captain Marvel like connected, mm-hmm. even though it was a standalone movie, like right, by right. itself, right. I assume they're going to do the same thing here, but like, I wonder what important thing from Budapest will matter mm. post Infinity War. I'm trying to think because we've got Robert Denny Jr. coming in as Iron Man for a short cameo in that film. Hawkeye, Taskmaster. Wait, will, will he actually be Iron Man? Yeah, that doesn't make well, sense. Well, uh, well, I mean, I, I don't. I think he, he should be Tony Stark. He might be Tony Stark, but from what I've read, also just again, internet, you know, yeah. wild, wild, crazy, wild west, you know, rumors. I've read that he might be like there. There might be scenes like interspliced. Yeah, of like, it's like it's like uh, before Endgame and all that good stuff, right? Yeah. Them interacting, and then some say no, it's going to be during like her flashback story parts. You know, so I don't know. I don't but, know, but like. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the movie, the, so the more exciting thing, yeah, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. I don't like the look, but you don't like the you don't like the costume. Mm, not quite. You know what? You know which Taskmaster I do like the the, hood? the PS4 Spider-Man Taskmaster. Yeah, I think he looks like on point. I think that's a good combination of the old costume, which is hokey, and then you know splicing it up and making it look like, nice and modern. I mean, I, I don't like the the combat tactical look of his mask. I, I guess that's Does that fair. make sense? It, yeah, like... It looks kind of... It, like, it looks like a paintball mask. It looks like Halo. Something like out of Halo. Okay, fair. Like, I, I I like it, but, like, to me, the uh, the the best way you could do Taskmaster is yeah. just to make the Deathstroke armor and put a white cloak on him. Like, that's almost the best way. Because the, the characters that, look really similar. That, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, God. You just made me think about Deathstroke at the end of Justice League. What a wasted opportunity there. Especially because that costume looked so cool. He looked great. Like, like he looked better that, than the Arrow whole, that uh, whole... Deathstroke. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, I think the costume looked better. I, I liked the actor for... Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But... He was a really nice guy. Anyway, Cody, we got to talk about it. <laughs> I know. Three. We're putting it off because we don't want to talk We're about it. We're not putting movie. it off. <laughs> you you keep saying we put stuff off. We, this is, the, this is the, the format. We banter, then we talk about the movie. <laughs> well, see, but if we were excited, we'd jump right into the movie. I'm just excited to talk about all the stuff we haven't talked about since recording about a month ago. So <laughs> anyway, um, Iron Man 3. So this is the, the third Iron Man movie. Obviously, this is the first film without um, Paramount involved. Yeah. This is uh, after Disney has kind of bought the rights. There was some weird wheeling and dealing going on with <laughs> this that. This is as Disney's amalgamating everything and creating their empire. <laughs> yeah, they get the first Infinity Stone. You know, yeah, this is like it. Iron Man is the first Infinity Stone. Iron Man, yeah, it's the first Infinity Stone. Actually, I guess uh, I guess Hulk's probably the first Infinity Stone, honestly, if we're taking about, talking about them co-opting a thing from somewhere else. That's true, that's true. But. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, so we got this. All the casters returning back. You got Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark slash Iron Man, Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts, Don Cheadle's War Machine slash Iron Patriot. Yeah. Um, you've got, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting Happy Hogan. John Favreau. You yeah. got John Favreau's Happy Hogan. You've got some some newer characters. They're kind of, eh. You know, you've got, I'm trying to go on down here. You got Guy Pierce as Aldrich Killian, who's, you know, surprised. You know. Okay, if you haven't seen the movie already, just pause it right here. Okay, I'm going to assume you've seen the movie now. So anyway, you've got uh, Guy uh, Guy Pierce as Aldrich Killian slash 
the Mandarin, quote unquote. And then, a Mandarin. A Mandarin. Rebecca Hall is uh, Maya, Maya Hansen, who's the, the botanist friend of Tony Stark there. I'm trying to find, where is... Ben Kingsley. Ben, yeah, Ben as, Kingsley. As a Mandarin. Ben Kingsley as a Mandarin, or Trevor Stat, Slat, Slattery? Stattery? What? I think it's Stattery. Slattery. Oh, Slattery. Slattery. Oh, Slattery. Okay. Trevor Slattery. Who's the, the, the impromptu Mandarin. I don't even know, man. All right, so before we even get into it, like, yeah. unless there's any more people you I, want to introduce. I, I just wanted to get the cast out of the way. Uh, you know, everything you know about Iron Man from the majority of Iron Man 1 and all of Iron Man 2, it's here for Iron Man 3. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, but go ahead, go ahead. All right, so I'm going to rant for just a minute. Okay. Let me take you back to 2013. Oof, okay. I just graduated college. Things were a little shaky. No, you didn't, you didn't graduate I, yet. Yeah, I graduated in 2013. It was fall 2013, wasn't it? Yeah, but you said just 2013. That's why I said I graduated college. This movie came out in May. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Well, I, well you, you you broke my brain because I saw this movie before I met you. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, because I would have... Uh... Brother, man, this movie came out in May of 2013. I graduated in December of 2013. Yeah, but like, I we didn't... like. I didn't see this movie with you. You didn't with, see it with me, but you met me before this. Yeah, but I I don't think we were friends though. Like I think that we were associates by the time this movie maybe existed. maybe I don't think I don't that know. I don't think that we had established like I thought we had been friends before this. I thought in 2012 like, was when we met. We, it would have been fall 2012. Would have been like yeah, because I knew Aaron before I knew you. Okay, so. In two thousand, like as we, as we go into the, the secret origin, in two thousand twelve, fall two thousand twelve, I would have met like like Aaron and Leia and all of them through the through the table, right? And you would have met me, yes, through them, okay? Because like I was just the awkward orange person sitting at the table, right? Right? Because like you and I didn't really like become like friend friends until like you were we had that class together in Rankin's class. That we was the first friends, we became friends at Etsucon. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, but like you got to think like the first Etsucon I was not like really involved in. That was twenty eleven. No, that was twenty twelve. I was I was never at ETSU in twenty eleven. Oh, okay. I'm getting all my years mixed up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, I did, my first semester at ETSU. No, was you're right. Fall I'm looking at okay. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the poster right now. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Is, is that yeah? Okay. Farts. Weird. See, see, like I think that you're a I'm year behind. Old. <laughs> like, I, see, I thought you graduated in twenty fourteen. No, I graduated in twenty thirteen, my man. Like, I guess it was just where you like were so close even after you graduated it never seemed like you left yep exactly because you took that year off yep anyway I, well i took a semester off because i was supposed to go to japan and the earthquake happened um but anyway, but anyway go for all that together so yep. but we're back in 2013 back in 2013 in a questionable situation where you and you and i may or may not be friends we don't know, we don't know. In, exactly. this alter, in this alternate timeline yes but like all of the marketing for this movie yes all they're showing you is pictures of the mandarin and they're showing you iron man suits that's all you see yeah you get scary like uh uh, uh propaganda mandarin exactly yeah. like you see him in a studio making like america yeah like this literally is what like, happens when you screw around yeah like cool little vignette movies yeah that if they were happening in real life would be really threatening but um like and you see suits like man they focused so like yeah they literally like would just show you like blueprints of like the mark 32 and yeah. they tell you what it did igor and the mark 21 and igor and hot rod and i know and Moonraker. it was so yeah cool yeah, yeah yeah and like and you're sitting there like maybe we'll get to see the hulkbuster suit in this movie because he's made all these suits maybe they'll like yeah power ranger together to make the hulkbuster or something cool like, yeah this is right. where my brain was in 2013 <laughs> thinking of cool ways they could do things right and that and like it's the first movie after we saw avengers like after you saw like the coolest thing you'd ever seen outside of dark knight like to that point in a superhero movie so like i was super hyped for this yeah, movie absolutely because like, i like this is one of the I think it's one of the first midnight releases I actually went to. I yeah, I went to the midnight one for this one as well. Where, where did you? Which midnight did you? I, did you we went. I to bet you guys went to Tinseltown. Tinseltown. Yeah, yeah. We I went to the. I went to what was Carmike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I went with two friends from uh, high school to see it. And see, that's why. That's why I was thinking like that. You and I weren't like associated by this point because I uh, I was still hanging out really heavily with high school friends. Right. Once I started hanging out with you guys, I hung out with you more than friends from high school. Anyway, random thought. But anyway, (laughs) so we got out of this movie, and I was 
mad. Are you really? <laughs> like they, like they still tell me stories that, like, anytime this gets brought up, yeah. they're just like, "Remember how irate you were <laughs> over Iron Man three? Right? Like how you you said that it didn't make sense, and there were huge like." Things that should have been in the movie that weren't in the movie, yeah. and that we were all lied to, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually have not seen this movie since that midnight premiere. Yeah, uh, that's one. This is another one of those Marvel films where I saw it once and I felt like I didn't really need to see it again yeah. to to feel everything that I felt for it. Now that being said, it was a nice rewatch this morning when I was watching it. Well, um, it's not a bad movie. It's not. But it makes some questionable choices. Exactly. And yeah. That, like you know, this is one of those films where you might you might kind of flinch when someone's like, "Oh, that film's great," you know. Yeah, and you're just like, eh, "Really?" <laughs> you do that high pitch. Yeah, like, really? Eh, yeah. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I would say sixty to seventy percent of this movie's great. Yeah. I would like, say I, the other thirty to forty though drags it really down. I I would agree with that. Like I think that there is probably about sixty percent of this movie that I actually do like I legitimately rewatching it for I think this is probably the fourth time I've seen this movie. Yeah. Um really sat there and I was like, that was really cool. Like yeah. the, like the scene of Tony Stark MacGyvering everything, like yeah, no yeah. tech, no nothing. He's gotta make like shit out of whatever he can get his hands on. Yeah, the on. kid the kid like talking him through his anxiety and he's like, well, what do you do? And he's like, I tinker. And he's like, why don't you just make something then? Yeah, like you that's know. really cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was neat. Uh, you know, every action scene, like every major action, action scene in this film was just on point. Yeah. Like, I want to talk, let me, let me pull up my notes here. There, there was like, there were so many moments of physical comedy and physical storytelling with very little dialogue. And I started looking into it. So the director, you know, John Favreau didn't direct this one. Yeah. Uh, he dropped out and he came on though as an executive producer. Yeah, Shane Black. Shane Black was the director Lethal for this one. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was nice was that Shane Black actually asked John Favreau for advice often, and so John Favreau kind of helped him. Uh, he almost the film. co-directed. Yeah, he almost did. Yeah, and so Shane Black was like, "I wanted to make this film kind of like a political thriller, like a um, who's the guy that's very famous, Tom Clancy. Like he yeah. like he wanted to make it like a Tom Clancy Iron Man novel." And I think in that regard, he did succeed for the most part. You know, granted, he did he misuse the Mandarin, sure. But I think he definitely nailed the political thriller slash like soldier PTSD vibe yeah. that he was going for. Like, but anyway, so he's making the action scenes though, right? And there's so many moments. There's one in particular. Let me see if I can pull it up here really quick. Uh, thumb through notes. Oh, right. So like near the very end of the film, when uh, Iron Man's like been calling all of his suits and he's fighting the Mandarin and, and suit after suit keeps like breaking and snap, yeah. you know, snapping. Him. And then all of a sudden the one he'd been working on this whole time, uh, the 42, the Mark yeah. 42 one is like sputtering and hovering through the air. And he's like, ah, the prodigal son returns and he holds his like Wait. pose. What? Prodigal. Oh, okay. Prodigal. I, prodigal. I was like prodigal. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've heard it as prodigal, but anyway, anyway. prodigal son. So he says, oh, the prodigal son returns and he gets in the pose because he's got the, the tech now to like latch onto his like arms without just holding his hands up. Right. Which yeah. is from the extremist comics kind of, but he holds He holds his arms out and then the suit kind of latches on and then just hits that little thing next to him and just scatters to a bunch of pieces. And he's like, yeah, whatever. That kind of comedy is riddled in this movie. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the weird things that Marvel does yeah better than anybody else where like they can take a super serious moment like that and like like just turn it on its head and then go back to being serious right um or like the moment when he's dragging the suit through the snow like on the ropes i know and i, I love that scene too because yeah. like that's like a weird metaphor for like tony stark wanting to be done with this shit but yeah. he just keeps having to drag the iron man mantle yeah like, exactly around with him and then he lays the dude on the couch and he makes him all comfy and you know iron man's the suit's looking at him on the couch and he kind of turns his head so he's not staring <laughs> at him anymore you know like that kind of stuff is 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 on point in this film. So moving forward, as as we kind of talk about this movie a little bit, do you want to talk about like the stuff that worked well first, and then we can rant about the Mandarin, or do you want to rant about the Mandarin and then end on a positive note? All right, I, I ranted first. I'll let you be positive, and then I'll rant some more. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see here. So we've got like a we, uh, one one major change that is War Machine becoming the Iron Patriot. Yeah. And I liked the the small, very, like, it only hits two or three times here. They only talk about two or three times. But, you know, War Machine's become Iron Patriot. And I think the way they filmed the news outlets reacting to Iron Patriot is pr pretty realistic. 
of what America probably would do. Yeah, they, they'd be super duper excited. Well, that or, and then a lot of the late night talk host people would be like super sarcastic about it. It's like, so what do they do? They paint them red, white, and blue, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. And then it was funny because he's like Iron Patriot, and he's like, it tested really well. And he goes, yeah, I'm sure he did, you know. And then the little kid later in the film, he's like, oh, it's Iron Patriot. And he's like, that's, no, that's, and he's like, yeah, it's way cooler, <laughs> you know. Just, it's so, it's so, so funny. Don Cheadle in this film, I wish they had used him a little bit more. Because every yeah. time he's in this he's movie, doing good. Like he's, he's knocking it, man. He's knocking it out of the park. Like, I think the reason they probably didn't is because, like, there were so many people in Iron Man 2 when they were playing him with uh wait or wait is he, this the one they replaced no 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 uh, he were, he was in two okay yeah yeah, so, yeah but uh i think one of the big things in this movie that like the reason i didn't use don Cheadle as much is because like i think a lot of people were turned off in the second one when they replaced uh terrence howard with him yeah because like, i i thought terrence howard was a better roadie than don Cheadle was really when, yeah when they first swapped it over I don't know. I, I, I immediately liked Don Cheadle. I thought Don Cheadle had that that um, more serious intensity than Terrence, Terrence Howard did. Like, the big one for me is I feel like Don Cheadle is, like, in my brain, way older mm, than, than Robert Ter- Downey Jr. Right, okay. I mean, that's And, like, fair. it seemed like they were buddies right. in Iron Man 1, and then, like, it seemed like... Ter- uh, Terrence, not, or not, oh crap, Don then, Cheadle. Now we're, <laughs> now, now now we're, we're going to conflate it. it. Yeah, right. Um, it felt like Don Cheadle wanted to be like an older brother to Tony Stark when he came in to well, do that's it. Well, kind of, that's kind of War Machine's role, though. That's Rhodes' role. He's supposed to be like the older brother, like, you know, Tony, you don't need to be doing this shit. You should know better. Let me be the responsible adult. Uh, all right, fair. I'll you know, that, that. that's that's my thing. But every, every scene that's got Rhodes in it, I, I think is great. Like when they're interrogating him and he finally hops out of the suit and just jumps kicks a dude you know and then the mandarin breathes fire and he goes oh you breathe fire and he's like okay and he just kind of gives up <laughs> he's, just, he's just done yeah. just done with that the, the 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 fact that they used him as like a, a tool to get to the president they used the empty or rather they they put you know the mandarin in the iron patriot suit and used that to capture the president i thought that was a really neat turn like not again not really praising the Mandarin itself, but yeah. the fact that they, but the fact that the Iron Patriot hops down. It and, was clever. Yeah, I thought it was pretty clever, and the fact that they like stuffed the president in the Iron Patriot suit and then force it to you know fly to where they're wherever they're at, and he's basically hostage in the suit. You know, I thought that was really neat. So I wish there had been a little bit more uh, Rhodes and a little bit more Iron Patriot in this film. Uh, moving into other characters, I, I found. The, the weird relationship between Tony Stark and the little kid, I found that to be kind of endearing. I also found it to be a little annoying at times because I'm like, okay, I get it. Tony Stark, you, you're not good with kids. You yeah, hate kids. Like, like, they, it's a gag that they kind of kick to death. It is, yeah. I did like the, I did like the, um, what was it? I'm cold. And he goes, oh, I know. You want to know how I know? Because we're connected. And he drives off. And the kid's <laughs> like, it was worth a shot. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. You know what was insane, though, during that scene when he's being chased by the extremist people, the extremist uh, soldiers? Tony Stark wrecks an entire small business yeah. to kill a person. Yeah. Can you imagine if you're running that restaurant and you come back and it's like blown to shit? You know, it's, it's, that's almost like a what weird- What happened to my falafel <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> Like, I think that's a weird thing that they were doing around that time, though, too, yeah. because, like, Man of Steel came out, like, adjacent to this, like, not the same year, I think it was 2012 when right. Man of Steel came out, but, I mean, Superman does destroy uh, an IHOP, a Sears, uh, like, he, he just, he, anybody who gave money to to uh, Warner Brothers in that movie, he destroys, so, like, you know, maybe that... I'm sure it wasn't the exact same situation where, like, I'm sure that, like, small business did not give money to Disney to be like, please destroy our building in this, but, like, you know. (laughs) Like superheroes and property damage was just a thing. I guess in it is. the early 2000s. Gotta have good insurance for that. Oh god, that reminds me of a recent Spider-Man comic I read. Um, he he asks a limo driver if he can take her limo uh, because he's trying to like you know uh, uh, set a trap for someone. Yeah. And she's like, oh man, who would I be to turn down a limo? You know, uh, for Spider-Man. And he goes, cool. And he goes, um, I'm gonna wreck this. Is this insured against alien blasts and explosions? And she goes, honey, this is New York, of course. Yeah, like well, isn't. <laughs> 
there's a group in Marvel continuity that takes care of that type of thing, isn't there? I think so. I don't remember. What I don't name remember. Is. I thought they were gonna make a show out of that. Yeah, I don't remember. There's some other stuff in here. This this movie is very Tony Stark. You yeah. know, in my notes here, it's like party scenes showing MCU party Stark at the very beginning of the film. You know, I, I thought that was really neat. The the self suiting scene when he's testing out the um the computers like in, under his skin, you know, and trying to get the the parts to fly to him. Yeah. You know, and he does that flip to catch the mask upside down, lands in the hero pose, and he's like, I'm awesome and then like it hits him in the butt and all the pieces fly off that's you know that's really really neat my favorite scene though in this film is probably the part where he invites the mandarin to attack his house and like everything that goes on through that because it's it's everything that tony stark would do yeah and ruins his entire life because of it absolutely you i I, i've got notes like the fact that tony has a wine cellar under his suits is on point you know when he goes he's talking to happy on the phone you know and he's in literally goes like in a downward spiral staircase and there's a wine cellar under all his armor yeah. and he's just like popping bottles of wine and shit. There, there's like all this cool stuff with like him taking on the PTSD and talking about like taking on aliens and gods and things like that. And then, you know, we get to the part where he's like, come to my house, come to my house, man. And I don't give a shit. Here's my address. Right. Yeah. All these wonderful action scenes take place after this. I, I wrote uh, suiting up while the house is being blown up, D- you know, chef kiss. To taking down a helicopter with a piano chef kiss uh you know when he gets thrown into the ocean and jarvis is like sir take a deep breath and that arm flies off turns around and grabs him like with his own hand his yeah. own robotic hand pulls him out of the ocean chef kiss that's that's all really really good stuff and, and they do a lot of cool things with like the suits themselves in this movie but like that's also one of those things where like why were there 42 of them when you used ten? type thing well that was that was the thing that i think wasn't touched on enough in this movie because in all the paraphernalia for this film i don't know if you remember there was like tons of yeah they made figures of almost every suit there was books that went through like all the different suits in detail uh the comics would have little inserts about the movie in the in the end you know like oh check this out for like a preview about iron man 3 and they'd have notes about all the different suits and everything he basically was trying to make an iron man for every situation yeah and i also think it was supposed to represent his like paranoia well his paranoia but also like his constant like mania like he wasn't sleeping right so he was like what if i just make an iron man suit for like space exploration what if i make an iron man suit for like close combat what if i make an iron man suit for construction what if i make an iron man suit for scuba diving you know it's literally just like what what would a drunk madman do with infinite money right infinite time right and and the ability to make just crank out iron man suits right so i i think that was where they were going with this and unfortunately that aspect just didn't get touched on as much yeah i'm glad they got the all the suits got their moment at the end of the film yeah they they got to do the 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 party thing and and they were all blown up and you know all that stuff and then there was the clean slate initiative and all that good stuff but i just wish there had been a little bit more time with all the different suits like when he's literally like igor hold that thing up and the big hulk and blue and silvery igor suit comes up and just like you know is holding up that uh shipping container for yeah. crushing people that's really cool shit but um, what can you do i guess you can't stuff too much into this film i don't know let's talk about him going to tennessee just for a minute because i think <laughs> I think we'd be amiss to, yeah. not, to not talk about this. I forgot that he went to Tennessee, you, for starters. You, okay, you yeah, forgot. I that, forgot that he went to Rose Hill, Tennessee, and th- then Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is know. literally Tony Stark takes a romp through the American South. Yeah. Because he goes to Miami to fight the dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Do you think they portrayed Tennessee all right in this film as a, as a fellow Tennessean? I mean, they portrayed it like everybody else does. That's well, I don't know about that. Sometimes we get portrayed pretty terribly i mean it was it wasn't distasteful yeah but it it also wasn't like real tasteful either if (laughs) if that makes any sense i mean yeah that's fair everyone had pretty okay country accents yeah appalachian accents yeah no one was like awful awful yeah like you you didn't have a a dude walking out in overalls and no shoes or anything like that no uh no rebel flags flying in all directions exactly yeah Um, i don't know i think that's like a we like this is this is one for like you and cassie yeah like I, I, I feel like people who portray the South badly are people who have never actually been, been. to the South. They're yeah. just like, they're just like, what's all the stereotypes that the, the people with like down South with the rednecks and all that don't like, you know, what, what's bad about these people? What like, or what is tropey about right. these people? Right. And especially people from like big cities in the South, cause they're not that much different. No, Atlanta's becoming like the hot spot. Apparently. Yeah. Like Atlanta, Charlotte, Nashville. Yeah. Um, uh, Crap, where's University of Alabama? I always forget. 
Oh, um, not Mobile, is it? No. Where is it at? Oh shit! I don't know. <laughs> Why would you ask me this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Louisville. Like I know all the capitals except for like Alabama. Because <laughs> nobody likes Alabama. <laughs> but... Don't say that. Don't say. Uh, we're we're all about El- roll, roll Tide. We're all about that Alabama in here. Tuscaloosa? That's probably why I couldn't remember it. It's called It's Tusc- hard to say. Tuscaloosa. Google says the address is Tuscaloosa. Anyway, going back. So <laughs> um, they've got the pageant going on in Chattanooga, yeah. and they got the weird dude in the van and everything. And I like the fact that they made a character that was Southern and was not like he didn't have a thick country accent. And it also showed that we can also just be kind of weird down here about being nerdy, you know, exactly. about and, it, whatever. And, you know, well, like that, that dude's almost a good analog for people like us where we're, yeah. we're not really country people. Mm. Like we have country tendencies yes. and we have a mild accent. Yeah. Like if, if we go to New York, they'll know we're from the South. Right. But we speak eloquently enough to where we don't seem like. We're, you know, we're not getting all down there with... Cody, I don't know what you're talking about. See, like, yours is, like, I feel like you and I, like, almost make an accent that isn't accurate because we're not, like, we don't have the same I one. can, when I get angry or, or excited, it comes out. Yeah, I'm like, the same way, like... But I can't, I can't make it come out on... I can only do, like, the really thick, like, unicoi accent, like, making fun... Because... I'd get on the bus, for instance, right? And where I was from, Johnson City, everyone kept calling me Big City for some reason. And <laughs> Ain't no big old city over there. Yeah. And so I'd get on the bus and they'd go, well, here comes Big City. Big City's adding five minutes to our bus ride. All right, Big City. How about you sit your butt down, Big City? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, when they had to pick me up, I was up on the side of a mountain, yeah. and I was out of the way. I Like, literally, they'd have to go right down a road to keep going to the school, and they'd have to turn left to go all the way up this mountain just yeah, to, to, just to pick you. me up yeah. and then turn around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always... I did not have a good time in Unicoi, Tennessee. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. Most people don't. I always got, you talk funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that was always, where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> That's you, where I... You ain't from around here, are you? Like... Uh, I got that all the time. Um, but that also leads into the Stan Lee cameo. I think this might be the weakest Stan Lee cameo out of the MCU so far that we've covered. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe, yeah, you're probably right. Because like, I liked the Avengers one. The Avengers one was short but sweet, where he yeah. was like, yeah, superheroes in New York, you know, forget about it. This one, though, where he's just holding out the scorecard at the beauty pageant, I was like, eh. You know? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I almost forgot about it and then didn't witness it because like when the beauty pageant thing was going on, I was checking my phone for something like an email had buzzed up. You knew you were in that slow bit. Yeah. And so like my, uh, my email popped up and then when I looked up and I saw Stan, I was like, Oh man, I almost missed that. And so when I got to the end of the movie, I went, was there a Stan Lee cameo on this? And I was like, did I, did I miss it? And I was thinking, you know, and like the coffee had just kicked in and I was like, no, I saw it for like a split second. Never mind. So pretty poor use of, of the man in this film. But, um, Overall, though, I would say that this film has a lot of interesting writing. I would say that the film has a lot of interesting visuals. The action scenes are just top notch. You know, when they blow up the house in Malibu and Tony throws the suit onto Pepper Potts and it attaches to her and it covers her before they hit the wall. That's insane. Um, when the suit comes off of her and like flies off into the house and comes onto him and the music scores going, God, that's, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome it's scene. a really well choreographed sequence. It, it, even at the very end when, you know, she breaks off like the suit of the, the Iron Man suit or you know, the arm rather off the Iron Man suit and then like hits the Mandarin that shells on the ground. She kicks it and blows it up, you know, and oh, we'll get there. Yeah. And she's like, Oh man, that's, that was really violent. You know, like that was well choreographed. Was it well delivered? Eh, kind of sort of, but like it was, it was well choreographed and it was good action. Right. Um, so let's just go ahead. Cause let me check our time here. I think, I think we're ready. I think it's about time to rant about a Mandarin o'clock here. Um, so obviously you and I don't hate this movie yeah. and, and, I would say I would not say this is the worst Marvel film ever. Oh, by far, um, no, it's... a lot of people are like, "Oh, Iron Man three is the worst because of the Mandarin," you know. And upon watching it this morning, and again, this has only been my second time watching this, right? And I'm not a big Mandarin fanboy or anything like that, but I will say this was probably the worst fathomable use of the Mandarin that we've gotten ever. 
they're, they're going to get a to, chance to redeem that. Right. Like, the fact that they're putting him in the Shang-Chi movie, yeah. I think, is a really, really good idea. I think that's awesome. Let me tell you first why I'm upset about the Mandarin, okay. because it's going to be a little bit shorter than yours. <laughs> Fair. So, during this time, Marvel Now was about to uh, initiate, or had initiated, I don't remember the exact timeline, but Marvel Now was basically another comic reboot for Marvel, and they were doing, like, augmented reality comics, they were doing um, live narrated action comics, you know, so they were taking the panels and they were making them move and making yeah. them, like, in short animated films. Uh, they were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. This is when the digital comics started making on the rise, and you got a free digital comic with every like hard copy that you bought. Yeah, they were, um, they were trying to modernize. Right. And uh, they still did that last one. You still get pretty much a digital comic with every physical one that you buy, which is nice. Um, you know, DC doesn't do that. But uh, I, I'm not throwing shade at them, but you know, they don't. They don't do that, right? So we get to the story, though, in The Invincible Iron Man, and this is right before they actually canceled the original numbering for invincible iron man which threw me for a loop because we had amazing spider-man and at 700 issues and then they you know did superior spider-man for a while which i was kind of um but then invincible iron man ended around 500 or 600 issues and then they went on to marvel now and they basically made iron man into like the the Steelers iron man he was black and gold you yeah. know and it didn't look quite this is right before they made uh apple iron man <laughs> right yeah yeah before uh before yeah what was that title? i don't remember what his name what they called him i just oh. know he looked like he like an iphone bluetooth. exploded onto his body yeah bluetooth iron man <laughs> um but the story that was going on in invincible iron man at this time the mandarin actually came back and this was after from what what i understand pre a pretty long hiatus in the comics right and the Mandarin did this really, really cool-ass thing. He basically held Tony Stark hostage. And I can't remember what he was holding him hostage with. I think he was threatening to kill Pepper and Happy and all them and you know, stuff like that. Um, but he held Tony hostage, and he was like, I need you to make me 10 suits. And you're going to make them to these specifications. He didn't exactly explain his plot like up front to Tony, right? He just said, keep making this, keep making that, keep making this, right? And Tony was like, okay, whatever. So he's like a slave to the Mandarin, and he just keeps making all this tech and everything, right? When they put it together, it forms 10, essentially, Iron Man suits. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah of different I, sizes and different makes and everything. I, I would assume each powered by one of his rings. Exactly. And yeah. so the Mandarin took each, like, the warrior soul from each of his rings and threw it into uh, each suit. And so you had, like, these crazy Mandarin-fueled Iron Man, like, Stark tech suits that Iron Man had to fight. And so when I read that in the comic, I was like, dude, that's really, really neat because you had all this political and like uh, corporate intrigue, you know, with, with like what's going on with Stark and like, why is he, why is he missing and that kind of thing. Right. And then you also had all this stuff with like the Mandarin, who's like the key villain against Iron Man. You know, I would argue you had all this stuff going on and none of that was in the film. Absolutely none of that was in the film. And that, I think, is what upset me the most about this, was that you didn't have any of this cool... Like, because they planned this shit months and years in advance. Yeah. They would have had time to impl like implement this in the film. Like, they, they're talking to each other about what they're doing. Right. They're not, like, the comic division isn't just sitting over here like, well, we're going to do our thing, and you yeah. guys make those movies. Yeah, no, no, no. They talk to each other quite often. And so the fact that there was nothing like that in this movie... Made me pretty upset because when I kept seeing all the different suits, the, all the different Iron Man suits, I was like, here we go. Iron Man's going to like throw his collection of suits against the Mandarin and the Mandarin's going to have like 10 suits ready to roll. Or maybe he'll, he'll just have his own. It doesn't even have to be the exact copy of the story, right? But the yeah. Mandarin will have his own tech ready to roll and like throw out. And then I watched the movie and I was like, damn. That didn't happen, and now I'm really upset because in my head I made a much better film. Yeah, see, you, know? you did the exact same thing I did, but you made a different movie than the one I would have made. Exactly, exactly. And, the, and we don't, you and I always harp on this. We try not to do that because, like, I can't make a movie as that's good as you, Iron Man Well, that's 3. how you ruin film when you're yeah. like, oh, here, let me just, let, excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Spielberg, Mr. Spielberg, just, just how about you take a seat there, rookie? Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Mr. Favreau, how about you sit down? I, I will make a better Iron Man 2. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Which thank I you. won't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ever. But anyway, that's why I was kind of disappointed with, the, you know, this, the, this entire thing. The Mandarin had a lot of potential. And in my opinion, they just didn't use even a tenth really of that uh, it just didn't it didn't go anywhere you know at least as far as the mandarin went it it followed a nice plot with the extremist comics 
but it didn't go anywhere as far as like this is the the Mandarin, you know, controller of everything, right? With with his ten rings of mystical, power, magical, yeah, fancy shenanigans, and even the I think he had like a Fruit Loops ring at one point or something like that. Like the cereal had like given him a, a ring. I don't remember. No idea. Uh, yeah, it was it was like a it was cross like a promotion. Thing. Cross promotion. Cody, why did you said you've liked it a little bit better than you remember, which is good, but. I feel like we just need to There's jump in here. There's some deep-seated trauma There's here. There's some deep-seated trauma here. That's, I was trying to say that, but more politely. That's why I kept getting tripped up there. Why do you not like this film? And what about the Mandarin bothers you so much? Because we were lied to, Zachary. They promised us something that they did not deliver. I don't... Okay, it's fair, but keep going. Why? All right, so... As I was saying earlier, in all the in all the marketing, everything else, like all we got, suits and Mandarin, suits and Mandarin, suits and Mandarin. That's all we got. Like, like, why would you not just tell us it was the extremist storyline? Like that is like that's the twist of the movie. They're just like, oh, by the way, you thought it was the Mandarin, but no, we did this lame thing with people with firepowers instead. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did hint at the fact that they were using the extremist storyline, though. I don't remember there being anything related to that I think, in the marketing. I think, may, okay, maybe not in the general marketing, but maybe in like all the all like the teaser articles and may, stuff like that. Maybe but. if you had like looked at everything, like maybe if you had like looked at literally everything, you could have caught it. But right. like, I I definitely didn't. I only saw like the. This is before like everything was like it was impossible to avoid everything about these movies. That's true. Yeah. So like. You know, I think I'd seen like two or three trailers or everything else. Like whatever trailer was playing in the middle of wrestling or whatever. <laughs> <I> was, like. <laughs> right. 2013. But um, when yeah. I actually watched cable television. But that was my that was my big frustration from that. My other frustration is you just came off of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like you reveal Thanos. Yeah. Which everybody had to Google because unless you were a comic book fan, you didn't know who the big purple man was. Is that Grimace from McDonald's? Yeah, like, what is this dude? Why yeah. is he important? Right. <laughs> like, because that was the thing everybody always asked me, because I was the one who knew the most things. And I right. was like, I don't know who that dude is. Yeah. I literally had no idea who Thanos was in 2012. Um, so, like, after you look him up and you, you read about what Thanos does, and you're like, oh, he gets these magical stones in his hands. And, like, mm. I knew who the Mandarin was. So, like, I was like, he's going to have one of the things. Like, that yeah. was, like, that was literally where my brain was. I yeah. was like, I was like, they're... That one of his rings will be an infinity stone mm-hmm. and the, uh, Tony Stark will get it and Thanos will have to come for it. That's exactly where I thought this movie was going to go. Man, okay, so the the humongous nerd inside of me likes that infinitely yeah. better. But I also think that I don't I, I liked the it's end. almost too obvious. It is almost too obvious. And then the end product of this film where he's just like, hey, you know, I'm not just iron man i'm not just some dude that makes suits and everything i'm tony stark and i'm you know i am who i am yeah and he, he kind of wrestles with his demons of you know f- again fighting gods and aliens and all this stuff right i liked that end product and i don't think we could have gotten that if we focused on ooh, it's a stone Ooh, it's a stone Ooh, yeah, Thanos like, is coming see like that, that's i'm a simple storyteller i'm like ooh, shiny thing we need to get shiny thing because we got <laughs> shiny thing we win you know like that that's the lizard brain version that, of Iron Man. 3. Uh, that, that's why I'm Ant Man, where I'm, just, where I'm just like, well, if we just break in and we steal the thing, where we we win, right? Like I don't, <laughs> I don't go any farther than that. I think you could make a very good Ant Man, Cody. Like or, like I, those are always the two I I always feel like I can compare myself to is is Ant Man and Star Lord. Like I'm just like, you know, we fly in there, we get the thing, and we leave. Like you know, that's. <laughs> Rocket blows some things up and everything's cool. This is my plan and it's the best one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like right. I, don't, I don't need you to explain it to me. I got it. Jesus. Like, you know. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, but yeah, like that that's that was my uh one of my biggest frustrations. My other big frustration sure. came after we realized it was the extremist storyline. Mm-hmm. And you give Pepper Potts fire powers at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and then you take them away. <laughs> I I I will admit that was probably the worst part of the ending was that literally it's like she falls to her death. You're thinking, oh, Pepper Potts is dead. Yeah. She 
day not really deus ex machina's her way back but it feels like one you know kills off uh uh I'm I'm totally because I keep wanting to say the Mandarin and he's not really the Mandarin, but anyway, he yeah. kills off the Mandarin. It's 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 Arsene. Kills off foe Mandarin. Yeah, you know, and then Tony Stark explains it away with a line of dialogue. He's like, "Yeah, I eventually uh, got the extremists out of Pepper Potts, and then I got something out of myself too," you know, and. I don't hate the fact that he said that, like, oh, I got something out of myself, too, right? But I think it could have been shot or explained better. Like, there could have been a scene where Tony helps them get it out of Pepper, right? Yeah. And then when she wakes up, she's like, hey, and he's like, hey, and then he kind of looks for a second, and he's like, I think I've got to do something like this, too. And then we cut to, like, a similar scene of them operating on him, getting the trap on his heart, rather than him just being... but then again, that kind of betrays the whole vibe of Tony Stark, right? Because he's he's pretty nonchalant about most extreme things. Yeah. He, he's like, yeah, I, I cured my, my soon-to-be wife, and uh, oh yeah, and I got the shrapnel out of my heart. I don't know. Um, I can't argue with the end product that we got, because it is, it, it's a very introspective Iron Man story, right? Like, it's an introspective film about, like, Robert Downey Jr. and about Tony Stark, about like all Iron Man, like being a, a cultural figure now, right? And about him growing as a character, you know, and that kind of thing. And I don't know if we could have gotten all that the way we did if we did make like a, a super powered Mandarin or if we did make a, uh, uh, like you said, like a Thanos centric, you know, subplot or something like that, you know. You maybe, don't feel like he would learn anything. Right. I don't think he would have calmed down because again, he would have been more anxious about like aliens and gods and things like that. If we had a super powered Mandarin. And I I guess if you do that, you also have to take into account, like unless they did like kill the Mandarin and destroy all the rings, then the rings are going to be floating around. And that's another loose end. You're going to tie. Right. Right. I I didn't think about that either until literally just now. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I totally understand why you're upset and I, and trust me, I'm upset too because you know, it's what, 2019 now, right? Yeah. This movie came out in 2013. Six years. Uh, we've had Iron Man in like a bazillion movies now. Yeah. You know, and we haven't had a proper Mandarin. And now we're going to get a proper Mandarin, but it's going to be in a Shang-Chi movie, which I'm a Shang-Chi fan because, you know, Kung Fu guy. Yeah. Um, but, but like, why would you not have him go up against like his big hero Why Exactly, exactly. Why would you not have the Mandarin fight Iron Man? It's so. literally like if you were to have like Magneto for some odd reason fight Captain America and you're like <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's Red Skull fighting Wolverine you're like why <laughs> yeah like Magneto's like I took your shield Cap and it's like all right I'm just gonna punch you in the face yeah, you're just right. a dude <laughs> you're just a dude <laughs> you're just a super power dude but you're just a dude and I can do this all day <laughs> oh god yeah I just I don't know this this film as we kind of wrap up here this this film is a very good representation of of Iron Man yeah. and and of the MCU you know you we had the little Easter egg where he ran into um Yensid uh yeah. at the very beginning you know the the scientist who helps him in the very first film uh you've got little callbacks to just tons of different things you've got the little the dumb arm robot with the dunce cap and yeah. he's like how'd you get that cap on there oh that's right i put that up there you know <laughs> that kind of thing and even the end credits like uh, uh montage with the music and it's using cuts and pieces of all three films you know put it together this is a this is kind of a celebration of the character of iron man and less a, of a like a major puzzle piece to the MCU. I mean, the end credit scene is him just sitting there talking to Banner, right? And he's like, he's like, I appreciate you talking to me. And Banner's like, he's asleep. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) I lost you. Oh, the, the elevator thing, you know, like, I mean, this is, this is more of just, just an Iron Man film versus an MCU film, in my opinion. And well, and I think this is before they were making MCU films though, if that makes any sense. Because, like, you don't really get, like, everybody getting integrated into the movies until around Winter Soldier E, like, territory. Like, people would show up, but they wouldn't be major plot points. Like, cause I, that was the- I don't know. I'd argue that because you had Black Widow and Iron Man 2. Yeah, I know, but she didn't do much. You she had Hawkeye and there. Thor. I, yeah, he literally was a cameo. He and then they anything. all come together in Avengers. Well, I know that, but what I'm saying is, like, this movie doesn't, like, doesn't integrate everybody yet. Like... This, cause this are you is talking first... about? Are you talking about like all the characters on a global scale, or well, what? Are you, what are you yeah, to I'm say just here? saying like because you know after Winter Soldier, you feel like anybody could just kind of pop up at a certain point, mm, okay. like and be in there, like because that was my other big pet peeve. You just reminded me of that I kind of like blocked out of my brain Uh-oh. because it made me so unbelievably angry. Don't be mad, Cody. Don't be mad. The president gets kidnapped 
Air Force One gets blown up, why is Captain America not on that shit? Because he's busy fighting Nazis. Why is your gigantic, like, government inside a government having flying aircraft carriers not on this shit because they're busy being controlled by hydra (laughs) you know like it's it's that type of that that was literally me in the movie where i'll just like i think i think when you do that i mean because the comics do this the same way though like every time something happens right on a major scale yeah half the time no one responds and and that's literally because those characters are preoccupied. Yeah, with other exactly. Things. It's like well, like Spider Man's in New York. Why why doesn't Daredevil just show up and like throw a stick at Mysterio? That's probably because like, Daredevil's working nine to five, getting that bread. <laughs> exactly. Like, but I, I get it. Like, it's just like in in the movie when like the president is like in like the like crucifix pose, like they're about to kill him. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like. It'd be so cool if a shield were to come flying and cut one of those chains right about now. You I know. know like, I, I understand. I get that. I, maybe that would be too much, though. I maybe. I, I just don't think that they they had uh, like gotten to that point yet. Fair. Like, like you have to build to an on your left style moment in mm, the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Alrighty. Uh, I think that's about everything we can say about iron man three you know there's not there's not a whole lot of trivia for this film to be honest um nothing really interesting at least that i could find i i tried trying to find some like neat little factoids and that kind of stuff but there wasn't anything that like kind of blew me away not, you know? not that much left of this horse to beat yeah i mean you know so let's go ahead and just jump into our mcu ratings here uh we've got all phase one we have uh this film iron man three beginning our phase two journey and then we have Captain Marvel and Far, uh, from, Far home. from Home. And so those are our choices. So, Cody, would you like to go first this time? Because I feel like I always go first when we do these. Uh, Yeah, I can I can probably fit this one in here pretty easy, honestly. Like, it's, Give it a uh, shot, my man. Like, because if I'm, if I'm rating them for, in terms of, like, enjoyment from the ones that I've... We've put on the list right now. Like, this one gets slotted in pretty, like, easily. So, my number one right now is Avengers, and it'll be Avengers probably until we get, like, like a little bit deeper into these movies. Actually, I think the one that's probably going to dethrone Avengers... Actually, no, Guardians always came second in, uh, for me, too. So, like, it'll be a minute. Like, we'll, we'll get there. But anyway, um, so Avengers is number one for me. Uh, Iron The original Iron Man is number two. Uh, Far From Home is three. Like, cause I still, I still honestly feel like I like Iron Man one more than I like Far From Home, which mm-hmm. seems crazy, but uh, it is true. Uh, then for number four, I've got Captain Marvel here, but I honestly think this could take that spot. Like as much as I hate, this I movie, would totally argue Captain Marvel's a much better film than Iron Man three. I'd say it's way like, more cohesive, the stronger villain. Even though it's not the gr- strongest villain, I would say it's yeah. the stronger villain. But, like, I, I do think I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Captain Marvel. Like, Captain Marvel's a Cody. good... Like, I... Cody. Uh, like, in a retrospective thing, this movie... Shame. It does <laughs> more for me than Captain Marvel did. Because I was actively bored in parts of Captain Marvel. Were you really? Yeah, the same way I was actively bored in this movie a lot. But, like, like Robert Downey Jr. can carry, like, a phone book to being charismatic. <laughs> Can we, can we, can that be our new experimental film? Oh, we, we carrying we, a phone book, we digitally edit Robert Downey Jr. and all of, all of his quiet moments in film. And we just put a phone book in his hand. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. All right. All right. Go ahead. Keep going though. Anyway. Okay. So this would be, uh, <laughs> this would be number four. Then Iron Man three will be four on my list. Okay. Then five will be Captain Marvel. All right. Six will be Cap one. Okay. Seven will be Thor one. Um, oh, wait, no. Seven will be uh, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Eight will be Thor 1. Mm-hmm. Nine will be Hulk. Okay. All righty. Uh, let's see here. I've, I've, I've given mine some thought, and I know it seems like I always change up. I jumble up the order every time we do this. Yeah. But that's because I'm, I'm always constantly thinking about it, right? And I'm always, like, comparing and contrasting, like, how do I feel about it now after watching this film, right? Or how do I feel about it now after watching these last two films or something? Um, but my number one for all the movies, all these MCU movies that we've reviewed so far, my number one is still going to be uh, Far From Home, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. That was just, it's it's been the most fun. It's been the most enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm a stupid, stupid Spidey fanboy. 
So, you know, whatever. I'm going to throw number two. I'm probably going to give that to Avengers. Number three, I'm going to do Captain Marvel. Uh, Four, I'm probably going to give it to the first Captain America. And then number five, we're going to do the first Iron Man. And then we're going to probably do Iron Man 3 after that, Iron Man 2, and then Hulk. Yeah, see, like, I think that's a big difference between you and me, though. I like the Iron Man movies way more than I think you do. No, don't get me wrong, man. I really love the Iron Man films. I just, uh, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I get nostalgic about Captain America just because I've seen that movie more than Iron Man. Yeah, um, which I think is the opposite, Like, because I've seen Iron Man way more times than I've seen Cap. Like like right. we said, I think when I when we watched it, yeah, it was the third time I'd seen that movie. Right, right. So maybe that's maybe that's one reason. I don't know. Um, and then who knows? I might get super nostalgic for Iron Man and then you know bump Captain Marvel down. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, so, it just depends on where you're at that day. It just yeah, it really does. Like where, that's that's how my. I mean, like I hate to do that. I hate to be like almost non-committal with my MCU list, but that's just how I am as a person. Like you know, some days I feel like this is a better movie, and other days I feel like this is a better movie you know it's it just it's just how i am yeah well it's the same way like like dr strange is always in my top 10 and most people are just like that movie's crap <laughs> like most people do not like dr strange at all those people are fools uh, <laughs> you know dr strange dr strange was probably one of the best like newcomers in the mcu and i think he had probably one of the best intro origin story films you know up there with like black panther you know, um, it's definitely better than Ant-Man. But mm, yeah, I mean... Anyway, anyway, I'm not dunking on Ant-Man. I think <laughs> I think Ant-Man's fun. I just don't think it's quite the... I don't know. I, there's something about Ant-Man. There's something about Ant-Man. That's my, that's my new <laughs> podcast. <laughs> there's something about Ant-Man. It's like, Hank Pym, Hank Pym is kind of a dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> what comes after this? Is it a dark world after this? Yes. Oh, God. Cody, no. I thought we still had, like, Guardians left or something. Well, no. Gar- Guardians is... Like, okay, let's see. We'll, we'll give them a sneak preview of what we're what's coming in the, uh, the old pipeline here. So, Dark World is the next one. Yep. yep. Then Winter Soldier. Then Guardians. Oh, you're kidding me. Then Ultron. Then Th- Ant-Man. Then Ant-Man. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, I'm well, sitting here looking at the list. I thought Dark World was like two films away from well, here. Well, you got to think, though. Like, Winter Soldier, Guardian, and Guardians, like, happen on top of each other. It's April and August. So, like, God, man, that's only like four months away, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a four-month. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, and then, like, because uh, Thor... And uh, Iron Man had a bigger gap because Iron Man was May and Thor was November. Right, 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 right. Which is also probably one of the reasons why th- why Thor is depressing because everybody's hit seasonal depression by then. They're just like, <laughs> this movie's so dark. These guys are so boring. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They're they're stormtroopers, but worse. Stormtroopers, but worse. <laughs> oh Lord. But yeah, so I, I I think we're gonna do Thor: Dark World next. We got We got to jump into that DCEU though. We gotta we gotta start with that Man of Steel. We got we gotta start getting our feet wet here. Yeah. Otherwise, well, we're gonna be behind. Well, weird though. We we have we we've started with it, but we haven't started on the like, opposite we, end. I started saying we've got Shazam and Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. So we we still gotta crank out. We gotta crank out the the big bad three. Yeah. We got we gotta get those in there, and we'll do the Dark Knight trilogy at some point as yeah. well. Whenever we need, whenever we get a lull and we need something good in our lives. Yeah. God, we got so many Marvel movies to do though. Crap. Like, dude, I just I just realized Ultron yeah. happened in July. It did. Ultron happens in May. Yeah, and uh, Ant Man happened in July. They were like, they were also like wow. right on top of each other. That's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> well, I guess that was Marvel just being like, "Crap, we got a good movie. Um, yeah, throw it. Yeah, <laughs> release it. Make them forget that Ultron's not great." <laughs> Is that still your least favorite? Oh, like my least favorite movie of all? Yeah. Uh, no, it's my least favorite movie of the Avengers movies. Okay. Like, yeah, easily. Right. It's the worst Avengers movie. I, I agree. I agree. But no, like it, it, it always falls in like the mid teens. Right. All right, Cody, uh, I'm going to hit you up. We haven't done one of these in a while. I'm going to hit you up with a heroic hypothetical. Oh, Lord. As we, as we close up here. So here's your heroic hypothetical. If you were going to design an Iron Man suit, what color would it be? What would it do? And what's its name? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately curious. 
I'm a, I'm a break the fourth wall here. We have, we have a, uh, we have a guest in the studio. Yeah, my wife is sitting here listening as we record. And I want to know what she thinks my Iron Man suit would be. Okay, hold on a second. I'm gonna plug her in. Alrighty, so my lovely wife Erin uh, is here in the studio, and I think she has an idea of what Cody's Iron Man suit would be. For- oh no, I was. Oh, for yourself. I had an idea for myself. Oh, okay. Well, then, oh, all right. okay. Well, then go, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. It's, it's yeah. pink. Okay. It's pink. And you said, what kind of power does it have? Like, what is it? Because every Iron Man suit, like in this movie, served a different purpose. One was for construction, and one was for like moon exploration and stuff like that. So, okay. what, what does yours do? It's like a pearly, glittery pink, and it's going to summon a Hello Kitty companion anytime that I need her for me. Like, a hol- <laughs> like a holographic one, or. Mm. Or a tiny Hello Kitty robot? Yeah, a tiny Hello Kitty robot to be my <laughs> friend and companion. Okay. And right. anytime I fly, instead of rocket boosters, yes. it's going to spit out glitter and unicorn farts. <laughs> nice. What's its name? You got to give it a name. They all had code names. Pink Lightning. Pink Lightning. I like it. Pink Lightning. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Cody, what is what is your Iron Man suit? I can help if you need it. I don't know. I, I think I got it. Are you sure? Yeah. I think I can help. Uh, okay. What, what is, what is it? What's what's Cody's suit? Go for it, sweetheart. Well, it's orange, obviously. Yeah, no. Okay, it's orange color, yes. Orange. Okay, what does Cody's suit do? What's its special purpose? I'm thinking. It's really loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's really loud. <laughs> it speakers. It does. It has subwoofers on it. Subwoofers, okay. And every time it's going to spit out like these, I don't even know what these are called, these really hip <laughs> Hip sunglasses. Beatles. Sunglass. Want to be <laughs> round dark rim shades, sunglasses. round rim monocle sunglass things. Yeah, that Cody wears. That Cody wears. Yes, all the time. Yes, that's that's two functions: subwoofers and sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it. Okay, it's what's its name? Orange velvet. Oh, <laughs> I was really hoping for creamsicle, but yeah, orange uh, velvet's good. I, well, yeah. I knew that's where you were headed. Yeah. Okay. I figured I'd be a little nicer. All right. Mine. Mine would be. Let's see here. I'm gonna go with. Um. I'm gonna go with like a silver and red motif. It's just a Gundam. No, not quite. Um. This one's gonna be way lamer. I would have it have like two, uh, like long blades protrude from its arms. There. Okay. For the most mundane thing ever, I want it to be a chef prep. Iron Man oh, suit, and we'd call it Hibachi. Nice. <laughs> you can work at Benihana. We work at Benihana. And I, ladies and gentlemen, married this man. Yeah, man. I just want that to be known. Woo. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to be it for this episode, folks. So if you guys want to hit us up with any suggested topics or comments or questions of concern or anything like that about our choice of Iron Man suits, you can always email us at panelpicturespodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is podcast panel on Twitter. And I only know that because now it's written up on the board because you couldn't quit making fun of me for forgetting our Twitter handle. Every time. Hey, it's up there. It's up there now. It's podcast panel. Podcast panel on Twitter. And if you want to find Cody on Twitter because he's the best Twitter Twitter boy boy ever. The best. He's so active. I'm engaging. And he loves Iron Man 3 gifts. If you send him all your Iron Man 3 gifts, Cody will send you his love. You can find him at the Orange Avenger minus the E in Avenger. Orange Avenger. It looks like that. That's that's how you describe that. <laughs> well, I mean, like, how else there, are you? If there's I, no, there's no probably better way. There, there's, just... there, you you find a better way to describe your Twitter handle, and I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I just need a better Twitter handle. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's probably yeah. That's probably what is what you need. Yeah, you need maybe the Orange Avenger, or they need to let me have more than thirteen characters for my Twitter handle. But... Mm. Why couldn't you just do Orange Avenger versus the Orange Avenger? It was taken. Ah, bastards. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think that's gonna be it, right? Yeah. All right. I think we're good. Okay. So until next time, folks, stay super and we will see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, she said bye, so I don't have to. You have to say bye. Don't you leave this office, Cody. Cody! Cody! (laughs) Cody says bye, everybody. (laughs) He doesn't want to leave being a jerk. He says bye.